Hit the lights. You've discovered the Half Watt Podcast. We want to educate and entertain by tapping into the most trusted source of new technology, the ones installing and innovating it. You, the tradespeople that build from the ground up. Join us as we talk with industry leaders, veteran contractors, and even some young blood. Welcome aboard. All right. So this is our round table. Tonight we have my producer, Gage Runkle. Howdy. Howdy. We have Edgar Juarez. Yep. Hello. And Luke McCall. What up? And the four of us are going to just talk and talk about our experiences and talk about who we are, talk about our company, talk about anything we want to talk about. That's the goal. That's what roundtables are all about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just messing around. Just, just just enjoying each other's company. Yourself. Oh, yeah. Be yourselves. Oh, yeah. So uh, two of my, um, well, actually, all four of us are, or well, let me back up. I'm former Navy. The three, the three guests here, no, I'd say guests. My producer is currently in the Navy. He's a CB. Uh, both Edgar and Luke are, are all CB. So there's one seaman, one person who actually is going to be shipboard, who, you know, did what the Navy's about. Mm-hmm. And then three green... Dirt Navy. Things. Yep. We play in sandboxes. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what we do. There's, that's such a coveted thing to be a, a CB in the Navy. That's such a coveted gig like i mean there's you know seals everything oh pilots submariners right no one wakes up in the morning and goes you know what i really want to be on as an anfib yeah <laughs> it, it <laughs> is it's a rarity <laughs> it is trying to get that. rid of us yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> but, it's, but it's it's true like the like a lot of people go to bcbs and it can't get in it's a it's a very tough mm-hmm. gig to get into so. it's a fun community that's for sure yeah it really it's is. a small community yeah, well, very. I uh, I actually didn't realize how small it's gotten until uh, I was talking to uh, you know uh, oh, yeah. an LPO uh, person mm-hmm. in charge, um, leading petty officer for exactly. those of you who are in the Air Force or some. And he was like, sense. "Yeah, I went I went out with this battalion. They don't exist anymore. And then then we went on this training exercise with the the Green Berets with this battalion. They don't exist anymore. And I was like, "How many of them do?" And he's like, "A third of them." And really? I'm like, "Oh my god." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because like in World War II, I want to say there was like, and I could be wrong, easily a hundred thousand, but I'm pretty sure it was like a hundred and fifty thousand, right? I- want to say actually that it was over 300,000. Wow. Wow. That's wow. a ton. As far yeah. as I was told that when I was going through A school, I don't know who came up with that number. Right. No, it's probably, it's probably accurate. Mm-hmm. It could very well be accurate. Which is crazy. Because if you... Go ahead. I'm sorry. S- sorry to interrupt, but mm-hmm. in the total Navy right now, I think we have about that many people. That's yeah. Crackers, we have, man. I think, 30,000 CBs in the Navy and only half of them are active duty. Actually, less than half are active duty. Yeah, but if you guys don't know the history behind the CVs, right? I mean, that's obviously a. a it, I can tell oh, you yeah. the exact history in the Navy. I could tell you where I discovered the CVs was when they were building uh, airstrips on 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 islands that the that the army and that Marines had taken mm-hmm. from the Japanese, and they right. were building them while the Japanese were still fighting on the island. Yeah. As so, as civilians. As civilians yeah. first. It started as... Oh, I did civ- not know yeah. that. So they started as civilian contractors, and then um, Admiral Moran, yep. he yep. decided to form the Seabees uh, because a lot of 
uh, these civilians were getting shot at and, and they couldn't, and yeah, and killed and stuff, blown up and what? They couldn't have guns. Because they couldn't they were hold civilians. guns because you'd That's become a terrorist war, yeah. at that point. Exactly. You know, in the middle <laughs> of a war, being a civilian with a gun, you're considered a terrorist, um, which is kind of crazy. But uh, you know, so they they formed the CBs to have their construction men also be able to shoot back if they're getting shot hmm. at. You know, yeah, so, I did not know that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool actually, stuff. So they, uh, so then they basically, and the Navy did that a lot in World War II. Yeah, the, the, during World War II, yeah. early on too. The last command I was on was on the amphibious base, and we actually had CVs. We had CVs that handled our um, vehicles and were uh, trusty woods people. They could build Sounds about right. Wood, yeah. Alpha yeah. Company, mm -hmm. hoorah. Sure. <laughs> but uh, we only had a couple of them. Like the guy who drove the truck was a CV and all that good stuff. So uh, moved our equipment around. But the command I was at was started by Douglas Fairbanks Jr. Right. So he was an actor that the Navy uh, commissioned, brought in, and he created a, a command called Beach Jumpers. Cool. And Beach Jumpers did just, they, they did fake amphibious landings. Nice. Nice. It had to spoof the enemy. And yeah. that's where it started from. And it was it was uh, beach jumpers, and then uh, what they call Fleet Corps Group, which is Fleet Composite Operational Readiness Group. Yeah. And then it was it, it wound up being Fleet Tactical Deception Group, Pacific and Atlantic, and then it, then they folded the whole command and put it under Fusig. So. Hmm. Yeah. So it's a yeah, it's they did a, small a lot of that world. folding. <laughs> yeah, they oh, yeah. did because well, the command I was at was sandwiched between uh, Special Warfare and Buds. Mm -hmm. Like the Buds Barracks yeah. were to the south and nice. Spec War was to the north. And here's this little amphibious command that we <laughs> were in. Then we're like surrounded by men on either side. And we're like, sometimes I run on the beach. <laughs> but you want a cup of coffee? <laughs> you hear Goggins as you wake up. Oh, crow too. Yeah. <laughs> Lift that log. I'm yeah. sorry, man, but I'm like an EW. And I think you went to the wrong barrack. That Get guy, hard. Now listen to the song. <laughs> that, guy yelled at me. that guy yelled at me right there. Yeah. 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 We did a, we had a skiff at our facility, a special compartmentalized information facility. And so, it, which is a basically a, a special vault. And so a lot of high-ranking people came through our doors and you know third fleet operated out of there and it was like it was really the admiral was, oh yeah man oh yeah that's all kind of cool stuff seriously oh third, no third, i we I, had an office for third fleet the, the <laughs> third fleet admiral worked out of i'm not lying just <laughs> looking at me like just right next to you oh god no oh okay the only thing like, i ever saw of the admiral was uh because i fit a uniform well at the time I was saluting when he walked by. I had no idea. That's huh. a damn crisp salute, soldier. Yeah, I mean, Obviously that was not it. soldier, but well, we always piped them Sailor. on board, and there was always you'd always go grab a bosun mate that could pipe, and then you'd right. bring him over, and then he would they would pipe, and the rest of us all stand at attention and they'd hide all the people that didn't look physically fit. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, basically. Right. Yeah. Well, having a command that was on the beach, everybody played volleyball and ran. They gave us an hour and a half every day to exercise. Nice. I think because of the influence of the seals next door, the the buds guys. I think they don't do enough of that these days. I, yeah. I think there's not enough like mandatory work working out, or at least like having a big goal other than your PRT. You know, yeah. like if they're like, okay, we're not just having a PRT this year, but we want to see how you do in this obstacle course. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. we want everyone to train for it. You know, like 
that could be useful. I that think could be right. very useful. And the workout yeah. culture, I would say, is not uh, from the stories that I've heard from people who were in a while ago before. Yeah. We even joined is so different, I think. Um, they included a lot more fun and entertainment in their workouts than we do now. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. And still doing it less. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was crazy that so um, Navy had like a record low uh on like people's <laughs> people's actual uh i guess scores on the prt mm-hmm. uh so they they're making them easier next year and i'm like yeah. hold up hold up lower the bar. <laughs> i was like mm-hmm. okay you guys are taking the easy way out and the wrong way out yeah. like why aren't we actually like focusing on just doing more physical yeah. fitness like if we started our reserve day like okay we're starting out with working out and then you know you continue your day after that like what what much, harm would that do how much, how much time, time is that taking? yeah you show up in yeah. your pt gear yeah. you know you're, you're you're expected to work out for 45 minutes or whatever you know but what people don't want to put their uniform on sweaty like what happens when you're <laughs> actually in a combat situation but like, as, you as know, a cb it's not it's not you know you're, you're wearing utilities yeah yeah well i guess they're all wearing I mean, you're not wearing dungarees. No, it's no. all some sort of utility looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who the hell cares? Yeah, that's all we are. So what if you stink? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, or if they even had something like an active type of drill where we could practice our jobs uh, during the drill weekends. Like, hey, here's this thing. Build it and take it apart. You know, we cycle through different mm-hmm. um, projects and obstacles like that. That would be really interesting for the guys who are drilling who might not have. Yeah. done anything um within their field in quite some time yeah the only thing the only thing that you know the guys on ships subs the people who are deployed like exercise isn't isn't something you can easily do on a frigate or a, or, a, or a cruiser it's just not you mm-hmm. know i mean yeah. i knew guys that you would run the outside of the ship yeah which sounds really interesting until you you do it for a quarter mile and go oh my god that's how many have i done does it 18 laps equals <laughs> now on a carrier anything with a flight deck it's a little bit easier yeah but still it's not something you can do as consistently and it's easy to sit and do nothing that's the oh, thing yeah. about exercise is that it's much easier to go i don't wanna sure and the the, the goggins book you know you listen to this guy who's motivating himself I don't want to, no spoilers here, but, um, you know, the, the way he motivated himself, the way that he, he got himself going, it really, like, it's, it's, it's awe-inspiring to, mm. to some degree. Mm. I mean, I really am. I, 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 I kind of read the book and I kind of went, or listened to the book and I kind of went, what the, what the hell just happened? Yeah. You know? Half what did pod. I, did I hear A Navy right? podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. why it's got yeah, a blue yeah. background okay that's why so I, like like i said if you're if you are former military and want to come on and have a chat with us and if you think that there's a better branch than the navy since there's four navy guys here there's not but sure bring it on i mean we do prefer that you are an electrician though I will yeah say we that. would prefer an electrician i don't want to have some we'll electrical marine come and twist my neck so but no, of course. You know what they always say. Hmm. What? I don't know. I was trying to think of something, but <laughs> trying to segue. segue into, yeah. Well, you know what they say about Marines. Um. Um. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that. I, I actually grew <laughs> up at the at the 
at the base of Camp Pendleton. So uh, there were a lot. I knew a lot of Marines. They were not happy when I joined the Navy, but they're, they all seem <laughs> to have gotten over it. So whatever. Yeah, I didn't even really think about other branches. I I knew people who were in other branches, but mm-hmm. the ones who I talked to prior to joining were all Navy, and so for me it was a clear choice. Which yeah. is funny because I ended up as a CB, which a lot of people are like, which is like that's not you, even real Navy, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... Anyways, I couldn't get the clearance, so uh, half, immediately I was he's like... He's half alligator. He's actually a lizard person. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to know. Oh, you're one of them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was like, well, then I'm going to be a CB. And they're like, mm-hmm. uh, we, don't have any, we don't have anything open. And I was like... Well, Army's next door. And they were like, you wouldn't. And I was like, do you want to bet? If I'm not getting the job I want, I'm not getting on a ship and sailing across the ocean. And they're like, oh, all of a sudden we have these spots open. I'm like, oh, well played. Yeah, for me, it was like 83 on my ASVAB. Let me do what I want. (laughs) No, for me, it was like uh, with the aviation slight aviation background that I have. Mm-hmm. I was trying to do air crew for a while, yeah. but it was a very slow process to get into that. And then I really sat and thought about it. And then sure enough, um, my so my goal was to ship out by a certain date mm-hmm. uh, or around a certain date. And my recruiter came up with like, oh, have you thought of the CVs? And I was like, I have no idea what that is. And then I looked into it and I was like, all right, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I haven't tried anything like this. So here I am. I wanted to do. Turned out good. I, I, I wanted yes, to do sir. photography. Is what I wanted. Yeah. I was a photographer already, and I thought, well, I'll just go be a photographer's mate. What could possibly go wrong with that? Yeah. I mean, then they were like, yeah, well, you know, no. I mean, it's going to take forever to get into the school. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I and became... I wanted to be an air rescue man. I wanted to jump out and rescue people, but it's funny how your careers get chosen for you. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, nothing works out the way you think it's going to work out. Never. You know? And it's like people I know have a college degree. Yeah. Know, what's your degree? In? Yeah. I work with a guy who's got a master's, mm-hmm. and uh, in in like like lit like English lit or something like that. He's mm-hmm. brilliant, you know. And I'm and he's he works for us. He he doesn't do he doesn't use that degree for what he's doing for right. us. But you can clearly see that you know he's you know, he's got a head on his shoulder. Yeah. He reads those prints like a son of a though. He, I tell you what though, uh, he can write well. He's funny. He's he's talented, but unfortunately, and I'm certainly not here to knock college. I'm not, but unfortunately, he, he just isn't using it. He's just yeah. not using those skill sets that he that he spent all that time and money for. A master's is a huge accomplishment. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean, think there's. I mean, I'm just ballparking but at least a third of the people that go to college don't end up actually in their field or even happy with what they chose you know which yeah. is crazy which is crazy know? i want to say the ex- military has done more for me than college has being oh, yeah. where i am now yeah. starting this career for myself that i'm so excited to just pursue and finish um the apprenticeship and you've got because you because you walk into this field right you don't really know exactly what the heck's going to go on. You know what you're going to be working on, right? In your case, you're working in a jail on, on video systems. So it's like, I didn't, you know, five, ten months ago, you're like, I didn't know I'd be doing that. Right. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. even know what the inside of a jail really looked like or mm-hmm. what those people were really like. Right. Or, you know, all the safety precautions, account, count your tools, all that crap, right? So you're like, 
now you can walk out and go, I know how to work in Agile. I know the protocols. You know, I know all of the, the ins and outs. I know the tools I have to have. I know the security bits I need to use. Exactly. You know, I know how to drill in these things. All that, all that, all those intrinsic knowledge that you pick up, I don't know if that's intrinsic, but you pick up that knowledge and you, you go forward with it, it rounds your career out. Absolutely. <clears throat> I yeah, mean, I, I speak to guys that drill who work in corrections and I have just as much in common with them yeah. given that I just started this gig as some of the apprentices I speak to. Yep. So, really and there's a good chance you're not going to get poo throw at you. So that's good. Yeah. That <laughs> I mean, yeah. But no, I love what I do now. I, I'm just, I'm so happy to be where I am. It's nice. Honestly. Awesome. Plus like the, the, the payout for, for this industry. Like when I started mm-hmm. like five and a half years ago, it was just like, dude, this is sweet. I'm going to journey out at 30, $32 an hour. Yeah. This is killer. Yeah. The, I mean, the kind of, the union standard right now is like $44 an hour going up again. Yeah. They just signed a new contract. Like people are getting journeyed out at like $38 an hour. And mm-hmm. it's just like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's to the moon. And mm-hmm. uh, POE lighting is becoming a big thing. Oh, yeah. So, I mean... Not saying we're taking work from electricians. Those guys will definitely always have their place in the industry, and uh, you know they're always going to stay busy. But like our our area is just expanding at like an incredible rate. It's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts that I just I just came from a meeting before this of the instructors, and we looked at the numbers of how many apprentices we turned out and how many are coming in the program, and then and they are looking for instructors. Okay, so here's my podcast telling people if you want to, if you're a journeyman and you're listening to this and you want to teach, now is the time. Get a hold of IEC and go teach. Go teach, crying out loud. Go spread your knowledge because this is when we need people. I'm teaching oh, yeah. three damn classes, right? Three every, now? No, I can teach three. Oh, okay. But not, okay. But not like, you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, yeah. But some of those guys are, are qualified to teach them all. Like Jesse Miller? Yeah. Like mm. he could teach like half of them. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and Dave can teach most of them. I mean, I, I just don't, I'm not gonna go teach codes. Right. I'm not gonna go teach Berg. Like there's no reason for me to go teach Berg when there's a thousand Berg guys out there who know. Who are incredible doing. at training apprentices and. Yeah, and can yeah. teach it. And because I'm, I'm like Berg, uh, Go call somebody who knows Berg. I'm in the there same boat. <laughs> like, oh, That's oh. helpful, right? Yeah, I don't know. Because I don't know anything about it. Yeah, come back when you need uh, help with access control. I yeah. got you. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it fire good Berg? I don't know, man. I don't have a clue. Does Berg use relays? Yeah. I think they use relays, I think they right? Use relays. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, if if there are any journeymen out there that think they're wasting talent or not wasting talent but think they can do more go and teach go and teach you know as an apprentice i want to learn you know what i mean like i agree with the wasting talent i'll leave that in (laughs) like your talent a lot of people's talents are being wasted you 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 know you you might get a bag of kids that you know that might not be interested in what you do exactly but you'll get those handful of people that that are really, yeah. really learning from you. And that, that can make all I the difference. It, yeah. You know? yeah, it make all the difference in the world. So I was working one time, now this was a not electrical experience, but I was in a vault uh, working at a place off of, uh, oh God, in Southeast Portland. And um, this uh, kid came up 
and asked me what college I went to. He was, he was, uh, I think he was uh, Ethiopian. He came up and says, what college did you go to, sir, to, to learn this? And I said, I didn't. Like, I just, this is a trade. Get into the trade. Bend tin, hang, hang pipe, mm-hmm. solder something, get in it something that uses your hands, and get in it now. Yeah. I says, and, and, and if you know folks from your culture who have a company, get in an apprenticeship with them. Sure. Because minority-owned businesses, if you're a minority-owned business, you 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 have a leg up into companies out there like, right. you know, the Port or or OHSU. I mean, we've got a minority-owned um, uh, abatement contractor. They're fun to work with. I mean, nice. just so so the so they're out there. They're like 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 we want to we want to equal the playing field, you know. So if the business qualifies for that, then then they get like you know, head of the line to, I don't know, I don't know the, the, the process and procedure. And I'm sure it's not looked at by everybody as the greatest thing in the world. I don't care. I just want as many people uh, working in this trade because the trade is growing. It's clearly needs talent. Right. You know, and, right. and the, the students that I've taught since I ask everybody where they come from, I've got people that have, have had master's degrees, bachelor's degrees. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Military I, degrees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I've been telling like uh, my buddies from the South, you know, Virginia and uh, the Carolinas, like, hey, dude, like if you're as good as you're telling me you are, come make $20 more an hour yeah. and come to the West Coast. We need yeah. good workers and if you know really good electricians let the east coast fall apart i don't care no i'm just kidding east coast but <laughs> i'm like i'm like they the pay is just skyrocketing and we just we need help we need yeah, good help really bad in our area we're i would say like the gold standard for yeah any yeah. type of electrical trade but oh, I mean, it, let's not get everyone moving here because you know I still need a house. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> hey, one of my I was just kidding. One oh, of my wait, apprentices. You're right. Oh yeah, we take you're it right. all back. Stay in Virginia. Stay, stay in Virginia. Stay you stay in Virginia, yeah. fella. Yeah. Uh, my one of my apprentices from PSI just just closed on his house. I had just he just closed nice. on a house today. Oh so, no! Five yeah. percent interest right now. Oh, oh my god! Something like that. I mean, you know, and and he. And he uh, he, I'm like, dude, you, you know, that's a huge step for him. He's a single guy. He's, he's got, oh, yeah. I mean, congratulations. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm jealous. Oh, totes, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited for yeah. him, man. I mean, I, you said he's single. He's, yeah. he's an LEA. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just turned, that. he look just turned that. out a, like, a couple of years ago. Like really? Like you can, you can be a single person owning a house being an LEA. Like yeah. he was Come one on, of the, guys. he was one of <laughs> yeah. the guys that, that, that at the time, the other journeyman, you know, we're like scratching the head going, ah, I don't think this, I don't think that. And I just said, you know, it, it's not your call. He's my guy. It's my, you know, I'm in charge of him. Sure. He's my apprentice. Right. I'll deal with him. Okay. And and I'll get him to where he needs to be. He's one of my installers up at OHSU. He installs nice. for me. So nice. I, I contract awesome. him all the time. Nice. You know, so it's like the, you know, he clearly figured it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, the first LEA I met, who was just journeying out when he recommended me the program, mm-hmm. um, was actually, or he had closed on a house in that first week when he recommended me the program. He's like, nice. "Yeah, man." So nice. So that's so that is a leg up on on folks. So because you're not working retail, 
No. You're not working, you know, you're not doing fast something. Food fast food. Fast food. Right. Groceries. I mean, those yep. heroes, because, I mean, they they had to work during COVID, you know, the all the grocery workers and all yeah. that. That's kind of fucked up, you know. Everyone yeah. else is just, I'm sorry, I bleep me out there. If you, I'll bleep myself out. <laughs> but uh, that's messed up, you know, like. We're, we're making all these other people work and we're like, no, we need people manning the grocery. Sorry. So it's like, but I mean, you know, if, if you, if you feel like something isn't working out for you and, and you want to change in your life, mm-hmm. join the Navy. I mean, look how, look, look how, look, look what it did to me and Luke, look what it did to Gage. Yeah. Like it, it can put you in a whole different level, you I know, can. even if you don't like it is it with when you make the most out of the little things from it you you can learn a lot and you can have a step step above a lot of the people that don't take it seriously and just it, it gives you so much uh like mental organization skills mm-hmm. and like i don't know a lot it's weird a lot of people be like oh you brainwashed no you just like oh, no. it kind of just like it like wipes your memory slate clean not your memory slate, but you're like like all all your like worries, I guess, at the time. Mm-hmm. Then you're very like in into the now in in yeah. boot camp. I, I like to I, think about it as like the Navy gave me a filing cabinet. Yeah. Now it's up to me to put things in order right. for myself yeah. and get myself organized. And it takes a while, you know. I'm still working on myself. I'm sure everyone is. But oh yeah. But. The military. I'm, I mean, if you want to join the Air Force or Marines or whatever, it, it they'll give you a filing cabinet. You just you just need to learn how to organize it and build it yourself, and you'll come out and be like, "Wow, like this is who I am now." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before I yeah. didn't have this yeah. somewhere to put my 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 mental thoughts and my organization skills and my learning skills, or even realizing that I have an opportunity to learn more or mm-hmm. fill these yeah. gaps that. You know, files right. aren't are are empty and things like that. You know, so and and when you do it, you like you start realizing, like you know, obviously you know you get out, you realize how many doors are open. Yep. But like in the moment, like while you're doing it, you realize immediately why those doors are open once you get mm-hmm. out, because like you age mentally, like three years in like your yeah, first it's, year it's it's a lot it's yeah it's I more mean, than you, just, you expect yeah you're like wow mm-hmm. i thought i was an adult but now i'm an adult i, when I, when I was <laughs> yeah, so you know, bad in high yeah. school that that i there were certain parts i could i could do well you know i could do chemistry pretty well i understood photography so i could do that real well i could sing i was good in choir but i was like english yeah whatever history sure that's how i was you know, oh terrible. not the history i was like I, I hated it. I, I just all I wanted to do was get the hell out. That was mm-hmm. it. Wow. And I joined yep. the military and went to boot camp. And right in the right right off the bat, the you know they're they're realigning how you think, and then they start teaching you all this stuff. And I'm like, I like this. Like I don't know why I just do. And then you started applying, and pretty mm-hmm. soon you're like, hey, I'm you know you're in competition. Everybody's in competition. You're like, man, I'm doing better than a lot of these guys. I wonder why, you know. And when I went to school and learn basic BWE school, basically electrician electronics, that school was the one that, that tipped it over the edge for me. When I took my time in BWE and learned what they had to teach, I loved it, I tore it up. Oh, yeah. When I went to A school, I tore it up. All I wanted to do was get out of the fleet, use it, and then figure out how to reenlist, and then come back and be a tech like all the big boys, because sure. I was an operator to begin with. and. Uh, 
and I did. And but it, when I left, when I finally left the military, and I had this this quiver full of of useful things, and I thought, man, the civilians are going to love me. I threw all <laughs> these resumes out to all these different companies, saying this is all the equipment I worked on. You know, this and this and this and then no one no one knew what any of that equipment was. It like I did not know, even though the Navy had said this is how you market yourself. You know, when you're leaving, I just didn't really understand what that meant. Like I didn't know civilian life. I'd spent sure. nine years in there, so I had no idea what I was up against. And so when I finally got myself collected and figured out how to do it, when I started working on copiers, I didn't necessarily, I knew that wasn't gonna be a career that was gonna pay sure. for a house, sure. you know, the way, it, although it actually did in some ways. Huh. Um, but. The, Probably in the market back then. The, yeah, the, the, yeah, it was a pretty long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Way back in the 90s. But the technical skills is where I started realizing that I had this, all these skills to troubleshoot that I didn't know I had. Mm-hmm. Like I knew I had them in the military, but everybody has to. Otherwise, you wouldn't be an E6. But, right. but by the time I, I was applying them, and then everybody who was around me who, who had either been in the copy industry for years and years and years or was a sonar tech or an ET or a machinist mate, or whatever. And then and then they're also out here kicking tail on these machines. I'm going, holy cow. I mean, there must be something, because the guys who are just walking off the street don't know anything, they don't know anything. Sure. They don't know any of this based, yeah. based training. And so I went over to Fire Alarm, it was like, this is easily applicable. Like, this is easily applicable to what's going on. Now, what are the new rules we're following? Bam. Yeah. You know, And the more I got into it, it, the deeper I got into it, the more I loved it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just never look back. So, in my world. But don't ask me to set up a network. Sure. <laughs> I mean, don't. Yeah. No, know? I mean, me either. I don't I don't know why I'm laughing. Like, Definitely not laughing at no. you because I'm in yeah. the same boat. Dang, you're laying, you engineers. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, like, that's where the field is so wide. Yeah. You know, when, when I, I see these datacom guys coming through and doing stuff, I'm like, man, that's, uh, that looks like a, yeah. that looks like a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. I know, you know, I know what I know that what's happening. Sure. I can look it up and figure it all sure. out. But you know, they're looking at me going, "I'd never do that." And I'm like, "I'd, <laughs> I'd never do that." So yeah, yeah, that's you know. exactly like uh, install days. I'm mounting these huge Hoffman cans or life right. safety cans on the wall, and I turn around and they got like 300 uh, Cat Six cables coming out of the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. They're looking like Alien from <laughs> AVP, and <laughs> I'm just like, "Oh, hope you." Hope hope you uh, you know noted all those right, and they're like, me too. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. But the, of, uh... but the new like you talked about poe, power for the LED right. you know poe lighting and stuff like that. The new technologies that are coming down the line that we can see coming, are it's gonna take IT people. Oh yeah, IT brains. Mm you know, to set this stuff up because it's, it's all networking at this point. And so, you know, here's all these IT people that you can easily outsource, you know, to other other places because you can now remote in and, and fix someone's PC from wherever, right? Mm. Great. Okay, well, now we've got the PC and the laptop locked up. Anybody can troubleshoot one that knows Windows or Linux or whatever you're using from anywhere in the world. That's fantastic. Who's going to set up your lighting? You're gonna do that from Bangladesh? No. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. You're nope. gonna to have to be on site. Oh yeah. 
you know, and so and so you should see that as the as the world unfolds, there's going to be somebody with their hands on something. Still, they can't. It can't be a drone. Yep. It's not going to be some sort of robot. Because what happens when they fail? You know, mm-hmm. somebody's they're going to take out the yeah. They're going to take out the uh, the sprinkler system. Yeah. <laughs> the entire jail goes down on all the inmates. Get yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was, I was talking to somebody that uh, said last time they was at Facebook, they had a robot, like a little robot that uh-huh. was doing security. Hmm. Like like it goes through the halls. Oh, really? Yeah, and videos. And, nice. And, and, and like, like a robot thing. Like, And I thought, well, okay, that's going to replace the security guard. So who's programming the robot? Yeah. Who's doing maintenance on Who's the robot? Who's doing maintenance on the robot? Yeah, let yeah. me just get my AE on the phone. We'll get that taken mm-hmm. care of. Just, yeah. just real, real nice and quick for you. <laughs> so, so that's you know that's what I'm trying to instill here is is that is that it, the the whatever trade you want to be in from 2022 on has to involve hand tools and yeah. you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're safe. Klein is safe. <laughs> yeah. Bezos is safe. Amazon is safe. <laughs> he's never, he's never just, out of work, ever. I still can't believe that he's you, trying to be immortal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he has enough money to try. He's trying to be immortal. Yeah, yeah. and that's not even I'm, clickbait. I'm thinking that's, he might just like be a figure with his conscience on a computer, but it won't be him. It's not like not like he's gonna do the thinking. So it's like some Black Mirror stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like you know, yeah. at anyone. At any moment, anyone can change the code of his personality. Just, mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's not cool. You know? I, I hate to be the nerd, Ooh. but Mike, I know that you're gonna say no because no. you fill your time with useful things. But in <laughs> uh, the video game Apex, one of the characters, one of the fighters, mm-hmm. is like she's a robot. But she was a doctor, and they, like, basically, it's exactly what you were saying. They, like, uploaded her brain to the robot, uh-huh. but the robot had, like, already kind of taken over. So as soon as that upload came in, she was just like, cool, that was my, like, ex-. she, like, just shoved it to the external memory. And it basically, like, shows, like, the doctor, like, in an all-black room. You know, it's kind of cool. And she's just, like empty has no control and the robot has complete control but she had, the robot has like all her memories hmm. yeah this is a game yeah yeah it's just like a backstory video of it i mean it's just like a this first is player not cheesy no it's like a first person shooter but okay yeah that's her i don't know yeah anything. nerdy I but i, I was like i thought that was so honest cool. to god i know nothing about that i mean i i i've played a couple <laughs> of rpgs mm-hmm. you know my my kids are into them but i i couldn't i couldn't uh I couldn't tell you which one. Right. Grand Theft Auto. Well, who's going to feed that. the horses? Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, what can you tell us about horses? I, I can tell you anything you want to know about horses up to a point where really? every, every other equine person is going, I don't know nothing. Uh, horses are fantastic. Um, You've got to feed them hay. Right. Can't give them too much grass or their hooves fall apart. Oh, really? Yeah, too much sugar. Okay. Too much sugar. So springtime grass will, will take a horse... Will will make their horse their hooves delaminate. Mm. They get too oh, much sugar really? in their system, and mm. just like diabetics, huh. you know, who can't handle yeah. too much sugar, it it affects them by having their hoof wall. I, any equine person is going to say you're an idiot. You didn't explain this right. But long story short, you got the hoof, and then you got the foot inside the hoof. Yes, and the foot falls down. Oh wow! Through the hoof, there's oh, a glue. Wow. 
There's sure. a natural glue there okay. that falls to crap wow. if you if your horses eat too much so grass. That's well, biotin. What are mustangs yeah. out there doing? You know the word. Oh. What did you say? Oh, I just said that sounds painful. Oh, I thought you said it was. I, I said biotin. Biotin or something like that. Oh, I, I said biotin. biotin. Oh, yeah. okay. But you said uh, yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Ah. I think I think yeah. my wife used a term like that. She oh, goes, really? "Yeah, it's this." Oh, I was like, I, oh. "I worked at GNC for a little bit. Okay, it was one of my college jobs. So biotin <laughs> is like a a horse ah. hoof. No, it makes kidding. your nails it's and it's hair a, grow. Yeah, yeah, it helps your hairs and nail follicles oh, like produce produce more nail. Maybe that maybe that's what that's the glue that falls to crap. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. So, so we have we have right now we have four horses. We have our three main horses that we ride, and we have um, a baby, a, a Bureau of Land Management Mustang oh, nice. that came wow. out of the Burns Pens that in Burns, Oregon. There's a, sure. um, okay. You scared pens. me for a second. I was like the Burns Pens. Yeah, seriously. So, like my wife picked or... them up, picked her up, okay. brought her back, and they she has like a, until September to train this thing. Okay. And so to gentle it, because sure, it's a wild horse, sure. to gentle it and to train it. And so we did, so we've been okay. working with, on 30 days. I shouldn't say we, I help, but it's her training evolution. Okay. Yeah. And so the horse has to be gentled so that she can auction what, it. What got you into horses? Was it your wife? My wife. Okay. Did she work on horses prior? Mm-hmm. Have you guys talked about this on the podcast before? No, okay. no, okay. no, no. Horse, cool. horse talk. With so, horse talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm only asking because uh, my family in Mexico used to have mm-hmm. horses, and I never got to be around them too much. I have cousins here who have been around them their whole life, mm-hmm. and okay. they, they had horses. And I'm like, what if I want to get into horses? So, like, so, how, so how do Mexican, I start? So, the, so Mexican thing? horse riding, <laughs> Mexican. The, so there's a there's a type of. Yeah. Of uh, like dancing horses. Yeah, in like the Carlos, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. and 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 so swaggy bastards. <laughs> no, it's really it's it's the the to to go back the Spaniards who came to Oregon mm-hmm. came with Kigers. Well, we call them Kigers. They're Spanish okay. dancing ponies. So sure. the, the the Shoshone killed yeah, them to take uh. those horses because the Spaniards. Oh really? Yeah, they, they would kill the conquistadors <laughs> to get their horses because they're like, oh my God, the Spaniards really knew what the hell they were doing. Yeah. And so their horses were revered, still revered. Wow. Still revered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bet. mean, and they're and so we have one of these horses that's not from sure. the, the source herd. Yeah. Uh, and it's called a it's it's called a Kiger. He's got. Zebra stripes on his legs cool. and a, uh, oh, wow. a beautiful horse. That's awesome. And so, um, gorgeous. So she, my wife, was into horses, and she uh, got me into horses. I started riding. I got married on horseback, actually. Mm, so she had a couple nice. quarter horses, and we did that. And cool. And then um, I was kind of involved, and I was kind of a horse person. Sure. And then we we got this baby from the uh, Warm Springs Res as a was eight weeks old when we got her okay. and my oh. wife says well this is what we got to do to take care of it so you got to buy powdered milk and okay. feed it milk and do all this okay. crap right and so i'm taking care of this horse we're living in colton and then uh, when she got big we started training her and my wife just kind of said well i think you should ride this horse i think this should be your horse that's how they get you. That's how they get you, That's how they do that's, it. Dude, that's so how cool. she did that. it. For a small fee of... I'm uh, telling yeah. you. And then that hook was set. Uh, I was completely <laughs> screwed. She knew what she was doing. She knew exactly what she was doing, man. And I went, 
what i could do that so how hard can this be bounce right get tossed off of her so that we took him to to we took her to a couple of trainers one of them was a guy named jr well uh terica was the first one who who helped gentle her we don't call it breaking and i could get on her back and ride her nice. but we had some issues like getting okay. bucked off sucked so i could imagine yeah is it just the chemistry or yeah that's okay. part of it okay and learning how to ride and everybody is an expert so they're all pointing out all your flaws okay yeah right? yeah <laughs> and so and my wife would go to these trainers and she would try to learn more and more about riding and i'm like why you sit on the thing you don't fall off that's success you call mm. that good and wipe your wipe your hands <laughs> sure, over it. Yeah. well she's ridden so much that you know now she's trying to fine-tune her writing. Well, I don't sure. know anything mm. about sure. that. Sure. Well, oh, whatever. Sure. She's trying to be like Lord of the Rings. She's she's long riding. She doesn't think she's good. She but wants she Frodo is. on her lap, just like something <laughs> running away from the so, black riders. You know? So she goes, let's take some money. Let's send this horse to Jr. Now Jr. is a, a a really famous trainer. I mean, he's okay. like on TV kind of famous. So I get in there. I, I give this horse to him. He does some miracles with her, and he says, "Okay, I want you to start riding her." And I get on, and then he goes, "You don't know what the hell you're doing." Like, mm. I didn't know you didn't know how to ride. Oh, and he man. was nice about it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how to ride. And I said, yeah, I, I've, honest to God. I said, I tell you me what, either. I did a lot of martial arts. <laughs> tell me where you want me to put my hands and my feet. Sure. And I'll mimic that. And I'll I'll, yeah. I'll do it the way you want me to do it. And he goes, mm -hmm. do it like this. And he and he taught me. And in about, honest to God, in about 20 minutes, he said, oh. this is all you have to do. Stop overthinking it. Sure. And and work with the horse. And I okay. did. Okay. And all of a sudden the horse is like, oh yeah, man, thank God you've been like packing yeah. a sack oh, of cement. Wow. And now yeah. you finally got your act together. That's awesome. So then I started getting better and better, better at it. So then when I, when I joined the posse, you know, you have to show them that you know how to do. Well, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And okay. then I came back from this trainer and I knew what the hell I was doing. And they're like, what happened? Every, like, oh, sorry. <laughs> What happened? Yeah, like we, you, what'd you do? Yeah. You know, like wh where it ha where were you l the last year? Yeah. Yeah. The wind, the wind yeah. just blew, and I just, yeah. it just hit me. Jay, I just knew. And well, the more I did it, the, the, the horse more and I my liked. hair were blowing everywhere, exactly. and it just, and and I just, and I started, I started, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my god, I can feel what's happening, and I can now I can start to get in, and all of a sudden, yeah. then you start to realize that. Wow. Hey, there's not a whole lot of people riding horses anymore. It's an yeah. expensive hobby. It's like flying, oh, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. How much is a gallon of aviation fuel right now? Fifty I don't even bucks? Who the hell knows? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And how much do you use? Even just taxiing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A ton. Everything about an airplane is expensive. Everything about a horse oh, yeah. is expensive. Yeah. Anyway, it it some somehow it caught on. Yeah. And uh, I got accepted into the posse, and you know, put a sheriff's uniform on a posse uniform with a sheriff's sure, badge sure. and then met the sheriff both nice. of them and and, and uh I, because they, they just uh, angie's the, the sheriff angie's a new one and um and now i'm like i'm neck neck deep in it nice you know i'm in parades <laughs> and i'm and i'm doing my best and i and i my horse is not like a performance thing it's she's sure. not she's like the case tractor of horses yeah. <laughs> uh, she really is she's just and every time you say posse, I just want to. <laughs> what I I know it's that that exact statement is from something, and I can't remember what it, it is. It it represents the sheriff's office. Yeah, it's, it's the kind of a public. Every time someone's like, "Let's form a posse," I'm like, "We'll go get him." 
Let's go catch a crown. And that's what it was. It was originally, it was originally formed to, to do you, the sheriff has the right to deputize people. Right. To go out and find bad guys. That's yeah. what it was originally based on. I don't, I don't know why. I just like someone explained that to me. And then I like listen to a podcast about it. And then ever since then, just every time I hear the word posse, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we've done, there's a, like you can do archery off the back of a Oh course. yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. I was, I was yeah. actually just at Broken Arrow in downtown Milwaukee yeah. and they're offering archery on horseback classes. So the woman who teaches nice. that is up in Estacada. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. she is, oh, is super good at that. Matter of fact, we bought a bow yeah. from Broken Arrow. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, and I and so we practice because I can ride without reins on my horse yeah. now, right? I'm like, okay, oh, oh. you can. You know, it's like steering a car without a steering wheel, kind yeah. of speak. So you just steer from the seat. And I've been working on this with this horse like the whole time. So now, mm. and that allows you to actually draw yeah. and shoot. Now you don't want to shoot yeah. your horse in the back of the head. No, right. turns out they get really pissed off when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know from experience? <laughs> Go figure. Kinda. I did no. poker once. I didn't oh, no. know. I didn't shoot her in the head. Yeah, but, but you, you with the arrow. It's like you gotta you gotta put the bow up, grab the arrow, yeah. knock it, and then pull it. Well, so in the process of that, you know, bonk. Did you, hit did the, you have to set your arrow on the opposite side? Because tradition, well, not traditionally, nowadays uh, with, you know, compound bows and Olympic bows, mm -hmm. you have to put the arrow basically on the opposite side of your draw hand. So if right. you're right-handed, you have to put it on the left side, right? And that's where your uh, whisker biscuit sits. Um, and you shoot from that side. But I hear shooting from, or even the old school way, the um, ancient way to do it is you have your arrow on the side where you draw from mm -hmm. so you can have you know quicker shots right. you know you don't have to set it across your bow before polling no, and you stuff don't like that. You, you're, it's so, on the same side yeah it's on the same yeah. side so on, horseback? It, it, on horseback on horseback is okay, okay. yeah yeah because yeah. they don't make bows like that anymore where you know no, no like, they do they and, do they? and they're and they're almost all korean or japanese okay I think right they're, I think they're but they're korean. like they're they're more like show bows aren't they no or, or, okay. no they're, they're 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 not they're recurves but they're not okay. like yeah like they're like 25 pounds yeah yeah they're not super yeah. But they're enough to get the arrow to the target. Have you, have you heard those Japanese bows? Like, they whistle when they shoot. Uh, oh, yeah. like, it's so satisfying. It's so Dude. cool. Oh, my gosh. So I, I thought, and we, we did it last year. We kind of got into it. But yeah. then other other stuff popped up. So we haven't had a chance to really get into it. And I could totally get into shooting uh, from the oh, back yeah. of the horse. Like, totally could yeah. get into it. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, that is some skill. Yeah. It's I mean, so cool. Yeah. And the it's woman an who, who yeah. really, and I forget her name, up in Estacada, she is like super good at it. So while we were at Broken Arrow shooting, uh -huh. a woman shows up who also could shoot from horseback. And nice. she's practicing how knocking and, and, okay. and I'm like, oh my God. I mean, look at that. Like that's such a yeah because archery is such a beautiful thing anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's I love archery. I I just got into it. You know, I bought myself a keep doing it. And like it, it's my new habit. So that passion, <laughs> see that passion that you have for that, that yeah. that carries over. Oh yeah. His is his flying, your archery. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Keep yeah. going, man. Yeah. Where keep did doing it. where did Luke go? Oh yeah. oh. Hey, oh, there he is. <laughs> well, I was going to ask uh, uh -huh. just real quick to butt in here. Let's backtrack. So you're telling me I can learn how to do archery and horseback riding at the same time. Yes. Or do I have to know yes. one of those skills first? Uh, well, yeah. I would yeah, probably learn one like, of them first. Yeah. Like, I, I have <laughs> never ridden a one. horse, like, but I know how to shoot a bow. So. I feel like that would be the more important of the two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Learning how to ride the horse. Yeah, learning how nah. to ride a horse. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are Back there the are, are so many right. different kinds of horses. Some of them are are you know, like really move out like sure. with with the great with super easy, and yeah. some of them don't. Yeah. And mine's one that doesn't. Yeah. So it's like she's it's, it's she's, a personality. It's a personality and the yeah. type. Yeah. Like my okay. horse turns out that when since she came off the res, we didn't know what she was. Okay. Like we had no idea what she was because it's Heinz fifty seven. Okay. So they tested her genetically. And it came back, well, she's Belgian draft, cream draft, and Percheron. So if you look up those horse breeds, that's like a dump truck of horses. That's a big <laughs> horse. Yeah. I mean, that's a big, physically large mm. horse. Okay. And I'm okay. like, this horse is gonna get that big. Wrong. Like, like she's just six years old now, and she's big. Like, she's <laughs> like, like, I'm not super tall. She's just like a battleship. Big. Right, yeah. I mean, so... <sighs> Uh, I mean, how does like age to size kind of work with horses? How long do they live? Like, what's what's a child? For, what's I think a teenager? They live about thirty adult. to thirty-five years. Oh my! Is really old. Horses live that yeah, long. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. But they're they're not really rideable at the advanced ages. Mm -hmm. But but you know they become what we call pasture that pets. Can you still ride them investment. in old ages or? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, I think to about 26, 27. And okay, then, so then you, you get... Then you pretty much want to retire them. Huh. And, and and I could be wrong, but it, right. it's in the it's in the 20s somewhere where you go, okay. I guess horse hard enough. When can you start riding them? You can start, it depends on the horse. Okay, if you, that's fair. <laughs> most most horses, they want to they wanna get them moving at like two and a half to three years old just so that they can take a saddle, mm -hmm. but you don't really put weight on them. Yeah, you don't like ride them. Like if you em. sit on them, you just do it for a very short amount of time because you'll okay. affect their back. Right. And so uh, some trainers say two and a half is good. Some say that's four. Some say that it's, you know, six. Some won't right. tell, tell they're six years old, depending mm -hmm. on the horse. So we started ours off early, but we didn't, uh, we, we made sure that we were not doing back damage. So you can do like a good, like almost 20 years of riding? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh that's yeah. crazy yeah. to me. But like, if you're, but if you look at like thoroughbreds that they race in the in the races, they're uh -huh. they're racing, it you know they're racing super young. Damn. So the really? horses that are that are setting records at the Kentucky uh -huh. Derby are not not nearly like old. seven years old. They're old. They're younger than that. What? They're really young. Yeah. Really, and because they're going to live another like 33, 35 years. I refuse years. to believe that there's a horse older than me. No. <laughs> 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 well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like. But I, but I'm talking completely, you know, what I've kind of anecdotally picked up, because mm. I'm just now starting to realize, oh, here's this whole world that I haven't made fun of, but I haven't really learned, right? And mm. and I'm and and it's just it's like like 17 channels of what the hell, yeah. Like like there's some people who do dressage, which is like like very specific. There's there's the vaqueros, the guys who who really bring a different type of horsemanship and level sure, into it. Sure. You know, there's people who race, there's people who trail ride, there's all these different things, yeah. and I just had no clue. Like, like I mean, I knew it, I'd seen it, but I didn't really yeah. put it all together. Like, I had no idea. Hey, Luke, mm -hmm. have you done martial arts? I actually have not. You haven't. You do look you, like you could be a martial artist. Yeah. yeah do you, you want to go? Uh, do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yes. Nice. Is that even a question? I only ask. Sure. Is that uh, even a question? No, I would actually love. So I have a sure, couple of buddies who uh, okay. grew up doing wrestling mm -hmm. and are now doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I have jiu okay. uh, friends who do Muay Thai, mm -hmm. and I'm very, very interested in you starting sure? both of those. That sounds awesome. So I did. I did what they call Mudokwan, Tongsuno Mudokwan, which is 
more of a Korean Chinese style. Uh, a friend of mine Barbecue. was a black belt in jujitsu, and he taught you know didn't taught me some jujitsu. I went out and worked out with him and got my head wrapped around some of the, and that would be the one I would pick up if I yeah. was going to mm-hmm. go back to a martial art. Either go back to Mudokwan or I or I do both. I do jujitsu and Mudokwan. What yeah. about you, Gage? Yeah, Any Gage. martial arts? No, I wrestled all throughout high school. But hey, that's the martial art. That's why you keep something. asking me to wrestle. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was something. I'm like, sports for you guys. Any? Yeah, I was a swimmer in high school. I worked at a swimming pool, so it's kind of natural to watch the swim team go by. And I was like, I could do that. I you could do that better. A really? swingers pool? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think okay. we talked pool. about that swimming before. Pool. Actually, I was also yeah. on swim team. Yeah. Where's so, this pool? Uh, oh, I, I went sorry. to the Clackamas Aquatic Park. No, no, just, yeah. he missed the joke. Oh, 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 oh yeah, sorry. Is I a swingers pool. I said, yeah, yeah. Where, where is this? Where is this? Where is where is no Gage's pool? The the one he was just. But yeah, for. For myself, I didn't intentionally get into swimming, so mm-hmm. I wanted to be a surfer because I grew up riding boards. Like right. I grew up skateboarding pretty much since I could walk, snowboarding, snowboarding um, and then I wanted to try out surfing. And my mom was like, no way in hell you're going surfing unless you know how to swim. So she put me in swim lessons, mm-hmm. and I was just around a pool a lot. I was watching all these people nice. in water polo, swim team, and then I eventually picked it up. And then she's like, okay, yep, go ahead. Go do whatever you water want. Did you, polo did you is learn the how best. to surf? I did. I still did surf. Really? I actually just went, I want to say, like two months ago. I go all year oh, wow. round you're my hero, on the Oregon dude. Seriously, coast. Seriously, you surf here on the yep. Oregon coast? I learned to surf That's here. That's awesome. I... So the first time I went, I want to say I was like 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. Um, I did surf camps that were multiple weeks long where you're at a campsite mm-hmm. camping with a bunch of other surfers. You go out and you surf all day, come back, rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. I grew in love with it and I still surf to this day all the, the time. The surf here is killer. It's awesome. Because I'm from San Diego and I'm like, I, I've been at the beach going, I, um, I didn't surf, I boogie boarded. I said, I need a boogie board. I need to boogie board this. <laughs> But I also need like a, a four millimeter yeah, wetsuit in, in, in thirty four <laughs> yeah. degree water. Like, yeah. I, I don't do cold. hooded wetsuits. I got, actually got a hooded wetsuit as my first one. Uh-huh. Wore it once and I was like, nope. And yeah. I, I returned it and got a non hooded one. I, I like the cold okay. water on my face. I just don't yeah. like having that. It it just the mobility is not there. So right. But yeah, no, it's an awesome sport. Um, definitely. A little tough to pick up, I want to say, compared to other board sports. If you haven't done skateboarding, I think even just those who like um, have gone snowboarding would have a great time doing it. But anyone can do it, really. You just have to pick a good day. You can't go when the waves right. are huge. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like I yeah I agree because I think we had a conversation about this the other day. Like you do uh-huh. a lot of surfing, or snowboarding for me, and you're like, well. You're just, you know, surfing's a lot cheaper. And I'm like, it is. That actually, yeah, because you're like, Much I just buy myself yeah. my stuff once and then I go. But yeah, we actually didn't you pay talk for about the, the passes yeah. and all that. So, oh yeah. my god, a lot oh, of people wow. will, will go day. into a surf shop and they'll see brand new, you know, seven, eight hundred dollar boards. They'll look mm-hmm. at like, oh man, this Hurley wetsuit's like three hundred bucks, and you know, all the other gear that goes with it. Um, and they're like, I can't afford that. But then they'll go out and buy like, you know, a two. Uh, $300 snowboard like mm-hmm. used boots or whatever and they're like oh look at this great deal I got and then you go up <laughs> to the mountain and they're like please uh, fork up $500 for, for the yeah. season pass yeah. and I'm like for me it's a most of the time a one time payment unless you really mm-hmm. get into it okay, and even yeah. like my surfboard um, I I mean when I was learning I broke fins um, 
little gashes in the side mm-hmm. of my surfboard. That can be repaired if you know what you're doing. So it's pretty cheap. Well, how, how long is your board? My board's seven feet exactly. It's okay, so a right fish a size hybrid kind of. Yeah. It's it's, it's good not. Size, good size. It's the shape kind of of a short board, oh, like a uh, fishtail type of thing. I don't exactly know what it would be classified as. Because I grew up in Oceanside, so there was a lot of surfers. I went to school with a lot of surfers. Uh-huh. I boogie boarded because I never, I think I was too embarrassed to try to learn to surf because I, <laughs> I couldn't. So I just boogie boarded, which is easier to learn. And uh, but I always wanted to surf. But I you know, I would where guy with the guys would they say, Oh yeah, the short boards, I they would ride well, boards that Luke, would just Luke, live taller uh, than them. Just like snowboard. Luke you know? charges for lessons if you No, just... no charge. I would <laughs> literally take anyone out who wanted to go. Oh, man, I'm trying to hook you up here, man. <laughs> I'll trade you some horseback. Yeah, 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 yeah seriously. You if you guys yeah. want to go out, there you please. go. Oh, Cut to seven offer. years from now. He's out there. Luke's out there like a Mongolian archer. He's got a horse on his surfboard. He's, yeah. he's, he's shooting arrows from his surfboard. It's amazing. Yeah. But it's on a, a horse. horse. You wouldn't believe it. The depending, horse is surfing. He's on the back of right. a horse. Depending on the waves, though, I would say that out of the three main board sports, I do skateboarding, snowboarding, surfing. I want to say that surfing is, like I said, depending on the wave size, easier to do for any age group. Okay. Really? Um, it's, it has more longevity in it, I think. Okay. Just because oh the lowest impact yeah yeah oh for Mm. sure even now I'm only 23 and skateboarding being my main board sport Mm -hmm. I'll go out to the skate park every now and then I look at it more as like a workout than I used to back in the day just because of how exerting it is but um, I've noticed like oh man I feel like I have the knees of a you know of a 80 year old now right it's not to that extent um, quite yet but it's I'm not doing stair sets like I used to do. Okay. Yeah, yeah I retired <laughs> flat from flat ground, uh, flat like um, flat bar rails, ledges, right. stuff like that. I'm not doing super high impact. Yeah, not jumping flights uh, anymore. Yeah, yeah, I was like back in the day. I was like, oh, this. I want to do this stair set, the biggest one I can find. Nice. Get it on video. And I'm yeah. I'm not doing that stuff anymore. But. Yeah, I retired from uh, longboarding. I used to carve down hills and stuff in Happy Valley and. No kidding. Yeah, I flew off of longboards way, way too much. I've, like, Did I know you when physical... that happened? No, no. This is pre-Navy. Okay. Um, yeah, back then I was living the life, you know, just trying to trying to be out there. So I was just like, let's do something crazy. So I just bomb hills, and eventually the you know the adrenaline wasn't hitting. So I'm like, I'm gonna start carving these hills, and I'd fly off, and you know, just end up with all these gashes and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I'm retired, I think. <laughs> the, retiring, you know. the one time I tried yeah. quote unquote longboarding was with my park board yeah. and I just bombed this hill and oh, I've geez. done that stuff before you know anyone who can skate street can pretty much skate anything to an extent but this one hill I bombed I hit a gravel patch at the end and I Oof. hit the back of my oh. head and got knocked unconscious and I Oof. never oh. I never did longboarding again, no hills oh, or anything like just that. Hearing about yeah. Right? Oh I honestly God. think a stair set or like a handrail is safer in some ways. <laughs> I nothing like nothing like surfing though. So yeah. <laughs> it's like Jeez. catching an edge on a snowboard. I I, For I, real. I learned how to snowboard and I'm not very good at it, but I, I'm I, I had fun on it, you know what I'm saying? And you know you you catch an edge on that, especially when you're first you're learning. Down. You're going mm. down. And yeah. It's so it's mm. brutally fast. Yeah, I mean Mount Hood's pretty pretty forgiving, yeah. but man, I was on Mount Bachelor and just like it was a beautiful day, nice and sunny, just all ice. Mm. I if I wasn't 
24, I would have broken bones. Yeah. It feels like. I dislocated my shoulder up at ski I yeah. literally well, came, no, down, I mean, came down. I'm like, as long as I wasn't like 30. You know, yeah, black yeah. diamond and, and <laughs> biffed just it you shit. hard, <laughs> came up, my shoulder was out, parked oh. it, oh. got back on my board, rode down to the bottom, bought ibuprofen and Tylenol, whatever I needed, went back up to the top. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm already here. You know, and when I went to Kaiser, I had Kaiser at the time, and the guy looks at my shoulders and he goes, well, you've dislocated these before. You've had to have, because he could pull them both. Out and go, oh, oh, well, the nice part is that uh, we all have that military health care. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, now you three I, knew. Yeah. You know how pissed maybe. my parents were when it was like, really, another broken bone? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're a teenager, oh. you're not, you know, a young teenager, right. you're not working. Yeah. How so, are you? We're, we have to pay this bill. So, yeah. during COVID, I decided to try to pick up longboarding again, and I kind of go down this like bunny hill, if anything. Um, and I ended up bombing that, like, oh. and, and like ended up flying off of it. I wasn't even doing any curves or anything. Actually, at the time, I was trying to learn how to be ambidextrous with my feet, so I was switching mm-hmm. my n- my normal stance around. And I ended up flying off, and I, I swear I got a fracture in my forearm, like a hairline <sighs> fracture, and, like, I did not tell anyone. I'm like, I'm not going to go to the hospital or anything. I know right. it's broken. I know how to treat it. Just don't touch anything. Don't pick anything up. I'll be good in a month. <laughs> but I'm like, no, I'm not going to pay for a freaking doctor. And then that stuff lingers for like eight months and you're still uh, feeling it. You're yeah, like, man. no, I, oh, I'll man. wait till the ninth month. the doctor like, after all. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was just like. <laughs> uh, one more. I, I, I got, uh, so you, you longboard. Did, did, did. Yeah. And now you're getting into archery. I'm getting into archery. You surf, skate, snowboard. Yes, sir. You snowboard. Podcast, snowboard. (laughs) I I still do. Oh, you want like outdoor stuff. Yeah, and I do horses and ride bikes. Yeah, I like taking my border collie on hikes with my wife. And you hike. Yeah. So that, my friends, is, and we're all in good shape here. Yeah. I mean, we really are. That That is literally how you do it. That is, uh-huh. you got to get out and exercise, mm-hmm. you know, have especially to. in this. In it's you know, good it, for your mental health too. Yeah, oh, yeah. and your regular health. Yeah, mm-hmm. I started yeah, going back health. to the gym too recently. Um, good on just you. on a on a gym grind with a buddy of mine. I was a huge gym rat back in high school and early right. um, college age. I guess I I would say, and we both just got memberships, and I've been going every week. And I love more than ever at this point in my life. I love just like sweating just yeah. like nice. going yeah. in and just like yeah. like all right peace out guys you can finish yep. your last couple sets i'm gonna go like run on the treadmill and ride yep. bikes at the end of my set and i'm just like i love just getting drenched in sweat i don't know Hell what yeah. it is Isn't it's just crazy? relaxing God. like when i was in high school as a wrestler i i loved working out but i was like i hate how sweaty i uh-huh. am like nowadays because i also just like recently really started hitting the gym i'm like I love this. Yeah. Me I too. want I'm more of this. Like not I'm not quitting ever working again. harder yeah. to yeah. yeah. Excellent. So are you single too? I actually have a girlfriend. I was gonna say. I I, I was gonna say I I could see that. How, <laughs> how tall are you? Yeah. I'm, I'm six three. Six three? Man. She's five eleven. Well wow. yeah, she's like six feet basically. Wow. So she's five eleven. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I was gonna say you're not gonna be single long if you're <laughs> <laughs> that's just <laughs> you're taller, next. That's you're trick. next. I can yeah. see this coming. Oh man! Excellent. It's like I was going to say for any LEA <laughs> women out there that are like, oh, I have to have a, an apprentice as a <laughs> yeah. boyfriend. Just, nah, you you right. got that sugar mama thing? 
Yeah. Edgar's like, I will accept Edgar. journeyman only. Yeah. 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 <laughs> journeyman girlfriends only. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> this has been fun. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Thanks for uh, having us on. Our, yeah, thank you. Our producers, like, they talked about electricity for five minutes yeah he says, <laughs> he says you guys yeah, i try to get us back on track, so far like, off yeah. the rails we hooked yeah. the viewers in with the electricity talk and then yeah. we spread out to different times no but i'm just kidding what, that's what round, round tables are about yeah. you don't know where it's gonna go it's you know like, where the conversation's gonna go You're just a chill little round table just you know and if you don't like what you heard or do like what you heard send us an email yeah send us yeah. an email stories preferably at uh, halfwellpod at gmail.com deuces thanks for listening to the half watt podcast we always want to hear from you and we encourage you to email us at halfwattpod at gmail.com with questions or even your own stories funny crazy or praiseworthy we want to hear it all you can follow us on instagram at half watt pod to stay up to date on our feed be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and share us with a friend the best way to help us grow the half watt podcast is a production of now hear this studios